0: Hello everyone and welcome back. You are listening to the Zoe Japan Podcast. This is
1: Yuri and this is Aneri. And if this is your first time to tune into the Zoe Japan Podcast, then I want to encourage you to listen to our previous episode, which was an introduction to child sex trafficking here in Japan. And that will really help to provide the context for today's episode. Now, Yuri, I don't want us to repeat the whole episode from last (laughs) week, but can I ask you just to refresh our memories and summarize again the main forms of commercial sexual exploitation against children here in Japan? No problem.
0: As we discussed previously, statistics are very hard to come by, but our current understanding is that the most prominent forms are child pornography, which in Zoe we prefer to use the term child sexual abuse material. And then another one is something called compensated dating. In Japanese, we call it enjokosai.
1: And as we mentioned before, uh, we will have a special episode just on the compensated dating. But today, we are really first going to unpack this whole issue of child pornography. Hmm. And child pornography is such a complex topic. So we have decided to spread it over several episodes uh, just to make it easier to digest. And today's episode is part one which is an introduction, and yeah. a little bit more on revenge pornography. And then in future episodes, we will also look at Chaku Iero, which is a kind of soft pornography with erotic clothing, and also maybe simulated and virtual child pornography. Hmm. So Yuri, to help us to get a common understanding of this term, child pornography, uh, can we start with a definition?
0: Of course, the definition itself is a hot topic in Japan. So I suggest that we start with a more global definition and then see how it applies to Japan. Okay. There is a really great definition on Wikipedia actually that I would like to read out loud. It says, child pornography is most often made by taking pictures or videos or more rarely sound recordings of children who are wearing less clothing than usual, wearing no clothing or having sex. The photos or pictures and videos, that is
1: quite easy to understand, but the one that surprises me is the sound recordings.
0: Yes, somehow our understanding of pornography is always connected to actual images because that is more common. There is also a second part to the definition that I want to point out. Let me read it out again. Child pornography can also be drawn, written, or created by a computer. In that case, it is called simulated child pornography or virtual child pornography. The child in the pornography is simulated or virtual, meaning that child is not real. So it's any kind of image of a
1: child, real Mm. or simulated, and then also these sound recordings. Mm -hmm. Um, But what makes Japan different? Why doesn't this global definition apply here?
0: The government passed a law in 2014 that the position of child pornography is illegal, which was a great step forward. Mm -hmm. However, the law is not fully comparable with global best practices yet, as it excludes simulated child pornography of which japan is a big producer distributor and consumer
1: Mm. now i tried to find some data on how many people in japan actually regularly look at child pornography Mm. And the only reference I found was a really old government survey, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe the early 2000s or something. Mm -hmm. And it indicated that at that time, about 10% of Japanese men admitted to having owned pornographic images of children. And of course, that's before this law came into place.
0: Mm, I think we have to be careful to generalize that it's only men watching child pornography. Somehow we have this stereotype in our heads that a child pornography user is like a creepy guy sitting in a dark room and accessing content through the dark web. The truth, however, is that it's men and women and increasingly more even children that are becoming addicted. Especially nowadays, it's more accessible through smartphones. I'm so happy that you raised
1: this point um, because recently I listened to a fascinating talk by someone called Liz Walker from the Youth Wellbeing Project in Australia. And she mentioned some research in Australia that was carried out by an internet filter company. Mm -hmm. And according to their findings, one third of children aged eight and under in Australia attempted to access online porn in the previous six months. Mm. And of course, some of it was just accidental access, maybe through unwanted pop-up ads and banners. Mm. But still, and I'm sure that in most cases, the parents have absolutely no idea that this is happening.
0: Yes, unfortunately, we don't have similar statistics for Japan, but I think that Australia example is still a great reference for parents to show how serious the situation could potentially be. Mm -hmm. Education and prevention in this field in Australia are quite mature compared to Japan, and still we can see how easy it is for children to get exposed. The truth is that every child with online access is at risk unless parents are proactive to put controls and boundaries in place.
1: Do you think we would get the same numbers if we had to run a similar survey here in Japan?
0: Probably. I don't have any recent data, but Asahi Shimbun conducted a survey in 2005 among 10,000 high school students and they found that one-third of male students had seen pornography manga pictures before the age of 12 and nearly 20% had already seen a pornographic film.
1: Oh, 12 years old, that is so young. I mean, how does a child even process that mentally? If I had children, I would probably be freaking out right now and just immediately confiscate my
0: child's phone. (laughs) Um, So what can parents do? Yeah, taking the phone is probably not the best place to start. (laughs) The starting point is really for all parents to recognize that the online world can be extremely dangerous and that they need to educate themselves first. Secondly, they need to make sure that they have regular open discussions with their children children should feel safe to tell their parents when they encounter strange things on their internet and parents should guide them in a loving and not threatening or not shaming way
1: Mm, i guess you're right i mean screaming and shouting and taking away their phones will just encourage them to hide it better next time the Mm. truth is the children nowadays are smarter at finding and hiding stuff online than most of the adults out there So related to this topic of children as actual pornography users, can we talk a little bit about sexting, maybe starting with a definition?
0: Mm -hmm. Sexting is the sending or receiving of sexually explicit photos or films. For example, it could be a group of friends sharing porn that they found online or a boyfriend and girlfriend sending nude selfies to each other. Another example of an actual case was a group of junior high school boys secretly filmed their classmates in the locker room and they sold some of the some of the videos among other students.
1: Mm. Well, they've already become traffickers at such a young age. Um, regarding these nude selfies between boyfriends and girlfriends or partners, mm-hmm. um, I often ask myself, why would they share those images in the first place? Mm. And I guess the reality is that many of these kids are often so desperate to find acceptance and love that they might easily give in to a partner's request for nude photos out of fear that they might lose that romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And of course, when this couple breaks up, these images could end up in the hands of other friends or um, can be used for all kinds of victimization.
0: Yes, and that is what we call revenge porn when sexually explicit images or videos are shared or posted online without his or her consent. And normally the purpose is to cause embarrassment or harm, so it's a kind of bullying And you mentioned the important point about kids being desperate to find acceptance and love. But I want to emphasize that that is a very normal thing to ask for as a child. And no one should ever manipulate that or take advantage of that to hurt them.
1: According to a Nippon TV News report uh, from March 2020, the police showed a record number of cases of revenge porn that were reported in 2019, and about 70% of the victims were in their 20s or younger. And I was quite surprised to see that the youngest
0: victim, according to that report, was only eight years old. Yes, there were 1,559 child revenge porn cases mm-hmm. reported last year, and I have detailed numbers right here let's see um junior high school and high school students 1059 victims elementary school students 240 victims preschool children there are 51 victims Mm. and this is not only in japan worldwide we are seeing that kids are victims but also producers and distributors of child porn especially as revenge porn in 2019, there were also more than 2,000 children that were victims of criminal cases involving social networking platforms, and most of them were sex-related offenses. And these social networking platforms, uh, what would you, or which one would you consider to be the most dangerous? Uh, for Japan, the top three in 2019 was Twitter, followed by Himabu, a popular messaging app for students, and then Instagram.
1: So let's say a child is not a victim of revenge porn, but he or she is very active on social media, I guess like most kids are. Mm -hmm. Um, What would be the risk of child trafficking then?
0: There are many cases where traffickers meet a child online, often with a fake profile saying that they are at the same age as the child or maybe a little bit older. Mm. Many young girls dream about a handsome older boyfriend, right? Mm. Who wouldn't? Hollywood influence. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Over time, they build a trust relationship online and eventually arrange to meet in person. The trafficker might even pose as an actual boyfriend for a few days to a few months, maybe filming some of their sexual encounters and then using that to further threaten and manipulate the child. And within a matter of days, the child could go from an innocent teen meeting a friend online to being sexually abused or even forced into child sex trafficking. And as you
1: said, the, the child has some kind of trust relationship with this mm. trafficker. And that means these poor kids are so naive and vulnerable once they reach the point of actually meeting the trafficker in person. So, so easily deceived. And we're talking a lot about all the bad things here,
0: but mm. what is the good news In the Bible, we read that all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. It's in Luke 8, 17. I really think that also applies to today. More and more people are becoming aware and that is by far the best prevention strategy for human trafficking. Almost every week there is something about child exploitation in the news which means that as a society, our eyes are being open to the truth, even though it is not um, clarified as human trafficking, but people know about this incident. Mm. There are also some great tools on the market like internet filters and other resources that parents can use to reduce the risk for their children. We will make sure that we release some of that information on our website soon. Yes, listeners, I really want to encourage you to subscribe to our mailing
1: list or to follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter to make sure that you don't miss out when we release these resources. Mm -hmm. And with that, I think we have to conclude our discussion for today. So thank you so much, Yuri, for joining again today and just sharing this great introduction to child pornography.
0: My pleasure. And please remember to join our next episode to learn about other forms as well. Really looking forward to that. And uh, to all our listeners,
1: thank you so much for joining again today. And if you thought that this podcast was informative, then please share with your friends. And if you want to learn more about Zoe Japan, please go to our website at gozoe.jp. That is gozoe.jp. Or find us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Please support Zoe Japan. With
0: your help, we can reach every person and rescue every child.